Welcome to the Speaking of Women's Health podcast. I'm your guest host, Sylvia Morrison, and I am happy to be back in the Sunflower House for another great podcast episode. On this episode, I will be talking about why women feel tired and what they can do to have more energy throughout the day and get a better night's rest. So, are you feeling more tired lately? Women tend to think that feeling tired is just a normal side effect from being busy or taking on too many responsibilities. However, if you live a healthy lifestyle and are generally healthy, you should not be bothered by daily fatigue. There's often an underlying cause of daily fatigue. Doctors tend to see the same six common causes of fatigue in their female patients. Number one, the problem, vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D is not a vitamin, it's a prosterol hormone. It is common to be deficient in the winter, less exposure to the right wavelength from the sun, and to be deficient in latitudes away from the equator. Unless you eat like an Alaskan, cod liver oil, fresh salmon, and reindeer meat, you cannot get enough vitamin D from your diet in most instances. In the age of COVID-19, you want your 25-OH vitamin D levels over 50 how to fix it. Sun exposure without sunscreen for 10 to 15 minutes a day to expose skin at the right latitude has been found to be able to maintain adequate levels of vitamin D in young people at the right latitude. The problem for older folks is that our skin doesn't synthesize vitamin D as well as in younger folks, and we're busy putting on sunscreen to protect against aging and skin cancer. However, if you're not getting the recommended 1,000 to 2,000 IUs of vitamin D daily from the sun or your diet, you should talk with your physician about taking a vitamin D supplement to ensure you are meeting your daily needs. Most people over age 40 who live at northern latitudes need a supplement. Taking your vitamin D supplement with your largest meal of the day will result in better absorption and thus a better blood level for the vitamin. Vitamin D3 supplements, cholecalciferol, are more potent than vitamin D2, ergocalciferol, the precursor of D3. Number two, the problem, sleep disorders and sleep deprivation. Many women tell me they get by on six hours of sleep. This is not enough. Prior to electricity, folks slept 10 hours per day. You need at least eight to nine hours of sleep each night. How to fix it. If you have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, or if you feel sleepy or unenergetic despite a seemingly adequate night of sleep, you may have a sleep disorder. There are more than 80 disorders of sleep and wakefulness. Talk to your doctor to learn more and see if you are suffering from a sleep disorder. Three, the problem, vitamin and mineral deficiencies. B-complex vitamins are water-soluble and should be obtained in a healthy diet. Some medications and hormones may accelerate B vitamin metabolism. Certain medications like the PPI and acid stomach medicines may impair the absorption of B12. B complex vitamins reduce anxiety and improve energy. Zinc helps with mood, energy, and hair. Zinc levels should be above 55. Beware of excessive zinc intake, which can cause copper deficiency. How to fix it? A B50 balanced B-complex vitamin, which combines all the B vitamins, may be helpful to increase energy levels and mood. Magnesium deficiency is very common in women. 
an oral magnesium 250 to 400 milligram supplement may help with fatigue as long as kidney function is normal. Magnesium helps vitamin D work in the cells and many times. Women just don't get enough magnesium in their diet. Avocado, nuts, seeds, and bananas are rich in magnesium. Four, the problem, medication side effects. Beta blockers used for hypertension, heart problems, migraine, and other conditions can cause fatigue. Statins, cholesterol-lowering medicines such as Mevacor, Zocor, Lipitor, Provacol, Crestor, can cause muscle and nerve symptoms and or depletion of coenzyme Q10. How to fix it? Talk to your physician about getting blood tests and discuss if you need to switch your medications. Five, the problem, female hormone deficiencies. Many women are happy to stop their menses and go into menopause. However, lack of estrogen, progesterone, and sometimes testosterone can cause sleep disturbance and or fatigue, as well as less muscle mass. How to fix it? Even if you do not have hot flashes, but you have fatigue from perimenopause or postmenopausal onset, you should be evaluated by a menopause specialist. Six, the problem, depression and neurotransmitter imbalance. Many women come to see a physician for hormonal imbalance with normal menses, and what they have is neurotransmitter imbalance of serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. A common cause of unexplained fatigue is untreated depression and or untreated anxiety disorders. There may or may not be associated mood symptoms. Sometimes fatigue and lack of interest in activities can be the main symptoms. How to fix it. If you feel blah and tired in the winter with shorter daylight hours, you may have sad seasonal affective disorder and this can be helped with bright light providing 10,000 lux of light for 30 minutes each day in the early part of the morning from September through April in the Northern Hemisphere. Daily exercise, both aerobic and weightlifting with pre and post stretching and eating a nutritious, heart-healthy Mediterranean diet will boost your energy and concentration and help promote restorative sleep. Without adequate sleep, your mental and physical health can suffer. More than 100 million Americans of all ages suffer from some sort of sleep issue, which can have negative consequence on school and work performance, interpersonal relationships, health, and safety. How much sleep is actually necessary? Experts generally recommend that adults sleep at least seven and a half to eight hours per night, although some people require more and some less. A National Sleep Foundation poll found that adults between the ages of 18 and 54 sleep an average of 6.8 hours per night on weekdays and 7.4 hours on weekends. The poll showed a downward trend in sleep time over the past several years. People sleeping less often use the internet at night or bring work home from the office. Sleep loss can lead to daytime sleepiness that adversely affects performance. The National Sleep Foundation also reported that older adults between the ages of 55 and 84 average seven hours of sleep on weekdays and 7.1 hours on weekends. Sleep is most often disturbed by the need to use the bathroom and physical pain or discomfort in older adults. A downward trend in sleep time has also been observed in children. 
Optimal sleep time varies by age. An earlier Sleep in America poll found a discrepancy between recommended and actual sleep time in children with actual sleep time 1.5 to 2 hours less than recommended. Caffeine consumption caused a loss of 3 to 5 hours of sleep a week, and having a television in the bedroom contributed to a loss of 2 hours of sleep each week in children. Getting a good night's sleep may seem impossible when you're tossing and turning. However, you have to remember that your body wants to fall asleep. You only need to give it the proper means to do so. With a little preparation, you can give your body all it needs to get ready for a satisfying sleep. Follow these tips during the day and right before bed so you will surely sleep the night away. Follow these seven tips throughout your daily activities so you can achieve a good night's sleep. One, get aerobic exercise during the day to reduce the level of stress hormones, but avoid anything too strenuous aside from sex within three hours of bedtime. Regular exercise might promote deeper sleep. Two, learn a relaxation technique such as progressive muscle relaxation and practice it in bed. Three, nicotine is a stimulant and should be avoided particularly near bedtime and upon night awakenings. Having a cigarette before bed might feel relaxing, but nicotine is a stimulant and might interfere with sleep. Four, caffeine should be discontinued at least four to six hours before bedtime. If you consume large amounts of caffeine and you cut yourself off too quickly, you might get headaches that could keep you awake. Caffeine is also a stimulant and is present in such products as coffee, cola, tea, chocolate, and various over-the-counter medicines. Five, Alcohol is a depressant and might help you fall asleep, but the subsequent metabolism that clears it from your body when you are sleeping causes withdrawal. This withdrawal causes awakenings and is often associated with nightmares and sweats. Six, avoid eating within two hours of bedtime. If you're hungry, a glass of milk or a light snack is a good choice. Milk contains the amino acid L-tryptophan, which research has shown helps people go to sleep, avoid consuming protein at bedtime. Seven, stop working at any task an hour before bedtime to calm mental activity. Six pre-bedtime rituals. Right before bedtime, focus on these six steps to maximize your shut-eye for the night. One, minimize noise with earplugs and minimize light with window blinds, heavy curtains, or an eye mask. Do not turn on bright lights. If you need to get up at night, use a small nightlight instead. Two, go to bed at a regular time and avoid napping late in the afternoon. If you need to nap, take a nap for 10 to 15 minutes, about eight hours after you awake. Three, At bedtime, keep your mind off worries or things that upset you. Avoid discussing emotional issues in bed. Four, consider having pets stay outside of your sleeping area. Having a pet in bed with you might cause you to wake if you have allergies or if the pet moves around on the bed. Five, make sure your bedroom is well ventilated and at a comfortable temperature, below 75 degrees and above 64 degrees. Six, Keep your bedroom for sleeping. If you can't sleep or if you wake up, go into another room and read a book or watch television until you feel sleeping. If your sleep problems persist, it might be time to talk with your doctor about your sleep-related problems 
as they may be connected to a deeper sleep issue that can be helped through a sleep study or sleep journal. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Speaking of Women's Health podcast. We hope you will consider supporting the podcast by sharing it with others, donating, or leaving a five-star rating. To catch all the latest episodes from the Speaking of Women's Health podcast, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you again, and I will see you next time in the Sunflower House.